Hey there, thanks for listening to the Mummy Dearest podcast. If you love this podcast, please consider joining our Patreon. Your donation helps support our show, and in return, we give you four bonus episodes every month. If you can't support the show financially, then we urge you to harass your friends and share the show with them. And please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It actually really helps us. Without further ado, on to the show. Welcome to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, a podcast where we used to talk about the mummy, but now we talk about other movies too. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mummy Dearest Podcast, where we unwrap pop culture from the 90s, 2000s, and today. I'm Zach Mellon. I'm Sloan Steele. And welcome to our two year anniversary episode of. That was so good. Thank you so much. That was like really on brand for us. I feel like like a monster truck rally. (laughs) (laughs) Happy anniversary, sweetheart. Happy anniversary, baby. I love you. This is so embarrassing. Like we just do this. We've done we've done this for two years. Like two fucking idiots. Two fucking idiots. But listen, these two idiots have gotten brendan an oscar nomination so that's true so we actually are selfless incredible um, this is a non-profit <laughs> <laughs> savebrendan.org what would you do if you saw brendan phrase i honestly we should shoot like no oh a- <gasps> we it. should be like a sarah mclaughlin anyway we are sarah trying McLaughlin? to make some- mclaughlin <laughs> sarah mclaughlin's just some woman in ireland Sarah McLaughlin. Um, (laughs) You guys, I am trying hard to make stupid merch for you guys to buy. So, can you please DM us and tell us what you want to buy and what you would wear? Zach has really been itching to get into the dropship business. So, if you guys could facilitate that, I would just like to be left out of it. You'll be completely left out of it, but you will be getting half the profit. Okay, then that's what I like. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm like a landlord or something. Yeah. Okay. Land, yeah, like a landlordess or oh, landlady, I guess is what it's called. <gasps> like a duchess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a land duchess. Um, okay. Okay. So let us know. So today we're going to be on last year for our one year anniversary. We re recapped the mummy. This year we're re recapping the mummy returns. What will next year hold? We're going to have to figure something out because I'm not doing the Tomb of the Dragon Cursed Empire. We already did it, didn't we? We did it, but we're not doing it twice. I'm definitely not doing it twice. I'm always... The fun thing about redoing The Mummy and The Mummy Returns is that Sloan and I were, like, very, like, fresh and raw and newbies. And, like, we didn't really have, like, a routine down. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't really do things that we're going to do now. Like, we didn't really do... You know, the budget, the director, the blah, blah, blah. Now we give you, now it's like a little bit of a Wikipedia page before we launch into it. And I yeah. appreciate that. I like facts. Yeah. It's like a little factoids. Um, And we get to talk about how hot everybody is. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I w- kind of sat down and watched this and I was like, I'm going to have to go look at my old notes because I can't imagine I'm going to find some new stuff. I filled up 
more than a page of notes. I'm so excited to hear what your notes are because I had some, I had an experience watching this film and I'm looking forward to discussing it today. Okay. Well, the movie was released May 4th, 2001. So it's a Taurus, which I think tracks. Mm-hmm. It's very, wrong. I don't know if it's because of Sloan and I and like my other best friend have dads who are Tauruses. And this to me is an afternoon dad movie. A very heavy dad's weekend afternoon on the couch vibes. Yeah, he's like dozing in and out and he's watching this. So to me, this tracks with Taurus. 100%. The budget was $98 million. Doesn't seem like that much, but it is. It's a lot of I money. I think because it was so successful the first time around and then they were like, we're going to put, they like triple downed on the action in this movie. So yeah, they really did. He really gave us a I'm lot. Gonna get so, in, that, I'm going to get into that. What do you think the gross was? The worldwide gross? Personally, I know they made back their money just on me alone. So I'm going to guess they they double or nothing. They quadrupled plus some. They got $443.2 million. Good for the babies. I saw this in the theater. My mom took me. I think this was the last movie my mom took me to see. Because I was like 14 or 13 or something. And I remember feeling like kind of. I felt like nobody else I knew like liked this movie, like liked the mummy as much as I did. So mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't ask my friends to go see it. Yeah, you know what, Zach, you're right. And I think we talked about this in like the very first episodes. Like the, it was sort of like nerdy to like Ner- really like the mummy. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> like embarrassing. Cool. But my mom was like so into me liking it that I remember being like, Will you take me to go see like the new one? I mean, so we both just rewatched the the first Mummy, the Mummy, this week. The Mummy. I watched it with Rex for the first time. We're gonna upload. I don't know what order this is coming out in, but I guess <laughs> we did a, a one off episode with Rex because I finally let him watch the Mummy, and he's way too young. So don't ever do that. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> and uh, he, you know, I think it. you can base it. I think you can like, you know, your kid. You know what your kid is into. And like, yeah, I think this, the scary parts in The Mummy are very innocent to me. So innocent. I definitely wouldn't let him watch Mummy 2. It was way more intense. A little Mum- more gore. More gory. Mummy 1 is like just kind of sweeter and more action-y. It is. I almost cried just from the opening. Like the I know. Mu- anyway, I know. It's All so right. good. The music in the <laughs> film is like, in both films, is just like very, very excellent. It's very excellent. The director is Steven Summers who we owe everything to <laughs> everything our whole he, lives he directed um the mummy this movie van helsing and the jungle book the 90s jungle book which maybe we should get our eyes on i mean i think i've seen it but i don't really i forgot that he also did van helsing that's what originally draw drawed us <laughs> drew us to do van helsing and we were gonna do it this week but we have a little we had a little impromptu interview coming up so you're gonna get it'll be a good episode we're gonna do the terminator with a little guest it's gonna be fun except we're being forced to watch it's a big guest but it's fun to uh watch a movie that neither have you ever seen terminator you haven't have you maybe i don't think so like i never watched i've definitely never sat down and watched it ever i think that if we like the mummy and we were just completely straight we would really like terminator you know what i mean also james cameron i think so we just need to like get into it. We need to just go in I with like open hearts. Let's just go in with open it's hearts. It's got our girl in it. 
our sweet little name? sheriff um, of Nottingham. Yeah. Of Dante's Peak. We knew what that meant. But um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, no one else understood one word of that. The it's, mayor of Dante's Peak, and I know exactly. What not you even meant. an inside joke between us. Just I'm glad you. I'm glad you extrapolated the information <laughs> that you needed to understand. What's um, her name? Linda Hamilton. Linda, Linda Hamilton. Hamilton. Um, the what did you call her? I don't know what I said. Blinda <laughs> Blamilton. <laughs> you called her like Hamblin Hamblinton. Gl- <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be fine. This is a giddy episode. Um, we did. The composer is Alan Silvestri, who we. I mean, it's crazy. If you've ever listened to an episode of this podcast, you know the what girls who get done. it get it. What he's done for us. Um, Brendan Fraser was thirty-three. Wow. Rachel Weiss was 31. Are we saying her name right? Because we got yelled at every time. I am saying her name right. You have <laughs> never said her name right. <laughs> um, I never will. John Hanna was 39. Arnold Vosloo was 39. Mm. Which, thank God, because like he's still older than us in the movie. But <laughs> Thank God. Well, he's like thousands and thousands of yeah. years older than us. Oded Fair, who plays our Please death God. day. How old? <laughs> 31. No! No way! <laughs> I swear to God. Shut the fuck up. I swear to God. 31? 31. No one's that swarthy at 31. No, I know. 31. There's no chance. I will, like, fuck him. Do you understand? <laughs> no, no. Are you kidding me? Me too. You understand what I would Sloan, do his him? butthole is probably so hairy. Oh my God! god that's like my dream he's like a little date like a little i want to unwrap him and why didn't we get a shirtless scene from him i mean zach and i are currently working on the mummy for the mummying and that's i think true. we're going to have a <laughs> we're lot working on two mummy two returns <laughs> <laughs> two mummy two okay yeah. the fate of the mummy anyway um <laughs> patricia velasquez was 30 Okay, that's fine. I'll let her be 30. The Rock was 29. These people are all entirely too young. And I am going to butcher this man's name. (laughs) 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 Adewale Akinwu. Fuck, I thought I was going to get through it. Adewale Akinwuye Agbje was 34. (laughs) Who was oh the 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 baddie the wicked hot black guy yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. I think his, I have his name written oh Lakna Lakna he is woo um I feel like then, if we played this episode back if we played our first Mummy Returns episode and this one we say just like all the same things because I now remember I don't know do you think that we were like comfortable with each other enough I think you butchered his name I don't even think I said it. I used to be better about inserting the actual pronunciation, but y'all are on your I own. DM'd him to see if he wanted to be on here, but he didn't answer. That's fine. My arch nemesis, Freddie Both, <laughs> was 10. You guys, I don't, know if I've, I don't know if I've told you guys this, but I have D. So I DM'd Freddie Both, who plays Alex, oh, like last summer, I think. And he responded and said he would love to come on the podcast i was so excited and he was like what's the name of the podcast so i can just get like an idea of what it is so i sent him the name of the podcast and 
I have DM'd him, I think, maybe six times since then, and he has not responded. He's read every message and not responded. <laughs> Send him another one. <laughs> I was honestly going to, like, I have nothing to lose. I was literally about to be like, okay, we're recording tomorrow, so <laughs> <laughs> you're going to miss it. <laughs> the amount of, like, shamelessness that we have had is wild. I just, it's, I, it's- I... I do I do shameful things for you. Like I I know, you know I like, really appreciate it. You won't like spam DM Ryan Philippi, but no, 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 no. I no. still appreciate what you've done. No, um, I will not do that. Sorry. So you guys, if you could DM Freddie both and like tell him how much you love this podcast. If if you guys could not do that, I would also appreciate it. Anyway, so that was crazy to me. I did think about how all these people are in their 30s and how I wonder if like they had a lot of fun on set. Like if they were just like. For sure. I know that it's like fun when you're in your 20s and your teens and you're filming a movie. But like how much more fun like when you're like confident and you're like in your 30s and hot. How much fun that must have been. I would think at like in the 30s, they're probably like a little bit like partied out. So like they probably like have fun on set. Right. They go to like a really nice dinner. Yeah. But then they go home. I feel like if you're in your 20s on like. Don't you think that maybe they got a little wine drunk and smoked some cigs? Oh my God. A hundred percent. Like for sure. And like that's fun. Rachel and like Oded Fair just like smoking cigs and like drinking red wine. Rachel's just like so stupid beautiful. It's like I hate her so much. her i mean it's her and patricia velasquez they trained for five months and didn't use stunt people when they did their fighting that's so beautiful how hot is that that's the best thing i could have possibly heard the weird thing is i wonder if like patricia was like i want to do my own stunts and then rachel's like oh my god i can't be like i'm not gonna do them so i I wonder if she got like bullied into doing it it. Um, and I'd be like, oh my I, god, yeah. I mean, no, me too. I totally no, do me so too. I, like, obviously, I, I want to train for five yeah. months to do a knife fight. Yeah, you know, in a bikini. I definitely no, I do want to train for that. So it's like, let's do it. It's fine. That's what uh-huh. would happen. We talked about this last time, which is what brought up your dad. But Arnold Vosloo, mm-hmm. quote, had his body shaved twice a day during filming. That's like if I was an actor, they would have had like, his body. It's not, it didn't say he shaved his body. No, twice he had a day. It it shaved he out. had his body shaved twice a day. I would have to like have somebody on set just constantly doing my mustache because it just shows up on camera. What do you think Vaslu, like the nationality of Vaslu is? Because I'm wondering if he's like just so hairy that he. It's like he has a five o'clock shadow on his chest if he doesn't shave it. Like, yeah. Twice a day. I mean, I feel like he sounds like it. Uh, that sounds like a Middle Eastern kind of name. Yeah, that's true. Like the ooh, the ooh, exactly the ooh part. Um, I wrote the thing. I said the music right when you hit play. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Oh, I think what's right when you hit play? That it's the scene with the Scorpion King. It's just like very sweeping epic music, like from from go it's from the jump. Like- fucking good it's just like from the jump they're just like here's a sweeping score do you want to like be immersed in this film and like what do you think the irony the irony of you and i i mean the mummy being obviously like our favorite movie both of them and this is the rock's first role and how much we hate the rock i mean it's crazy because i hate him in this 
hate him in this. I hate him in this. I, I think actually him and he's I perfect for the role, but I hate him in this. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> his little pencil thin, like Clarabao eyebrows. Clarabao? Clarabow. <laughs> <laughs> his little eyebrows, his little pencil thin eyebrows make me so mad. Make me so mad, Zach. It's just like insane. It's like, Ugh. and then why, to give him a movie. Why did they give him a movie? Was he like rising up the ranks of like WWE or something? And so they were like, oh, give give him a movie. Like, how did that? No, happen? he wanted to tra- transfer to transition into acting. So like, Stephen Summers was like, okay, yeah, here you go. I'll did take that, him. Did that movie do well? The Scorpion King. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. We did it on the podcast, but I don't remember. I don't even remember watching it. <laughs> no, you were Sloan. You and I were just asking each other on the School Ties episode what was the worst movie that we watched. <laughs> and <laughs> now it? that we're talking about it, it was definitely The Scorpion King. It's just really tough to watch anything with The Rock, is how I feel personally. That movie's insane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Should we tell people the plot of Mummy Two as if like they haven't seen Mummy Two, which is I guess but... it's just it's just a, we find Rick and Evelyn. I think it's like eight to ten years later, like after the first Mummy, and they're still exploring. They live in a beautiful mansion in the English countryside. Evelyn works for the museum, and hijinks ensue. They op- they awaken the mummy. Well. Anaxi really... Moon's reincarnated body is working alongside a like the I don't know like a, a mob like an Egyptian mob. <laughs> and <laughs> there's some plot holes in this movie. And she's working. The museum curator has <laughs> hired Anaxi Moon and like henchmen to awaken the mummy and rule the world again. <laughs> And Just they, for something to do, kind and of. And Rick and Evelyn find the bracelet of Anubis, which awakens the Scorpion King's army to take over the world. And so they were both trying to take over the world, is what was happening. No, well, they wanted to take over the world, but they needed the bracelet of Anubis so Imhotep could have the army of Anubis. Got it. Okay. But Rick and Evelyn found the bracelet first by accident because Evelyn has like this sixth sense that they're looking for it and she needs to protect it. Because Because she's actually reincarnated Nefertiti. Exactly. It actually makes perfect sense, but you have to watch it about (laughs) 30 times. No, like you honestly have to watch it about 30 times to really get it nailed in. I was watching it today and I was like, even though I've seen this movie easily over 20 times, now that I'm sitting here critically watching this film, I do not understand the fucking plot of this film 1%. Like, I, like, it's I very, don't understand it, it. No, like, I get it now. I just kind of got it. Like, I know you just explained it to me, and I'm still, I'm still struggling to grasp what started off this chain of events. Like, what started the okay. action? So well, did, remember, did, did remember the three, those three henchmen were in the same temple... Yes. As Rick and Evelyn. Yes. They were sent to retrieve the bracelet of Anubis for Imhotep. Got it. But from where? Rick and Evelyn. What? Who, who, the museum curator sent them? Correct. Okay. So the museum curator was like, all right, enough time has passed. Let's bring Imhotep back. That's just the plot right there. Yeah. I think he like, well, it's not the same museum curator. Do you realize that? 
No. Not the same actor, not the same character. He dies in the first one. That's why I think this is a major plot point for me. I kept wondering why he was back. Now I'm understanding it's a different one. So it's an evil one. It's an evil one. Well, they were both evil. No. In the first one, we're made to believe he's evil at first, but then we find out that he's just protecting them. Yeah. So the second one's just pure evil. So he's like, okay, I'm positioned, I'm stationed, I've done the research for the last few years, I know what I have to do, let's wake him up. But we don't, he never says any of that, we just have to assume it. Yeah, we find them digging for him and he needs the bracelet, they talk about needing the bracelet to awaken the army and it's, yeah. If like you were on Craigslist one day and it said, hey... I need some people, some some people to do some stuff. We're going to awaken Anubis and the army of uh, dead people. Pay is competitive, um, must provide your own transportation. Like, how do you find a henchman to come awaken an evil army? Like, what's the ad? What do you do back I then? think, like, in 1930s Egypt, like, you just find some, like, scoundrel British men who, like, need some jobs. Okay. Yeah. I liked your answer there. I was I think, worried yeah. where it was headed, but I like that you said British men. Yeah, I think you just, because I think like they colonized Egypt mm-hmm. and I think that they maybe got there and they were like, we're out of jobs and yeah. you guys are jobless now. So go find work. Okay. That makes sense. It's all, it's making more sense now. Okay. I'm really glad. Why <laughs> is Evelyn still having a Chico's day in her wardrobe department? Well, this is her Chico's day. I actually wrote, <laughs> I wrote Evie's and Taylor moment. It's really like they showed up on set and they were like, where's Evelyn's wardrobe? And the person's like, I literally fuck, forgot. Fuck. They're like, um, where's the nearest Ann Taylor loft? It's literally a loft outfit. It's a tank top <laughs> with a like, duster. It's like if pure one made clothes is what she's wearing. Sloan, that's like <laughs> such a good analogy. <laughs> That is like so perfect. such a good analogy. It's so accurate. <laughs> How really about though that scene? Like that scene where you first see Rick behind the cobwebs and it's like. Oh, that's how you open up a movie, baby. <sighs> that's how you, you show even, us a main character. That's what I'm saying. You take the cobweb down. And slowly re- face reveal. They do a really good job of like elevating like the campy action, but also keeping those like little small like horror moments. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's why we like it and it stands the test of time. These movies are just like they're so like fun and good and cute and like this perfect little like what you want to see in a movie. It's like it's like a movie. A movie. It's movie. a movie. You suspend reality and you it's just watch fun. a movie. And it's like good and the set dressing is good except for Evelyn and Evelyn's beauty makes up for her her, her, her that black dress is perfect no gorgeous and I love her you know I love the fighting outfits I love like the final look she's in I think like the pantaloon the black sort of pantaloon look I, I'll even go for that like I'll go for that the Just black dress that she's in when she fights off the home invasion people when she is in when they're first walking through their house and she's wearing like a long duster like a least the least a duster it's more than a duster but it's like less than a coat it's like a bathrobe it's like a thicker. halogen it's like a halogen oh, big time halogen big time halogen. <laughs> i can feel like that halogen material it's, it's like, like so a heavy gross. 
gauze. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a heavy, tight knit. I can't explain it. It's, but the way that she slings it over the banister as she's walking and she's just slinging. Not so good. That's what that's what separates the an actor from an actor. You know what that, I mean? No, I know you're like half joking, but no, like, I'm not joking. Like that, those things are like the lived in moments of a character's life. That's what she does. She, just, she like takes the scarf off, slings it over the banister, the coat over a chair. It's just like I love that. She just like, takes out a book and starts reading it. It's very like I have only acted on camera once, and I was so uncomfortable that like I can't I couldn't imagine having the wherewithal to like acting is hard that it made me realize how hard acting is you it's have to easy. like literally not act you have to just become Do a you know what I person. mean no yes. like that's like you have to like not act to act no if you're if it looks like you're acting you're doing a bad job you're doing right like, just talk to Austin Butler <laughs> <laughs> if if Austin Butler gets one more award, I'm gonna he's like, I'm right. from he's like, oh, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he's from, but like that's like I'm from I'm from London, England. <laughs> no, like, like what are you? You doing? guys literally we have to if he wins an Oscar, I don't Oh, thank I, you. Thank you very much. Oh, no, that's what he'll do. And then he said he was going to drop the accent. And I just saw him like on that hot sauce like thing that I don't know what that hot sauce thing is. It's one of those TV shows that I don't never. Know yeah, Zach Sim. I've never seen an episode of Hot Ones, but I know all about it. I'm like, why do, does this exist for real? Where no, is that's it filmed? In, in it's a in the lim- same. It's, it's in the in same category. Space. It's filmed in the same category as like Between Two Ferns, Red Table Talk. Like all of these shows that like I'm like what is where are you watching these? I think maybe YouTube. Oh, I forgot about YouTube. I mean, I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube, but not that, not that stuff. Anyway, someone will always say like I get DMs all the time. They're like Sloan Red Table Talk. It's just on Facebook. I'm like, what does that mean? What do you mean on Facebook? <laughs> like, I don't know what that means on Facebook. Like, okay. So like all my mom and her friends are watching it? Like what are I you talking know. about? I don't know. The only videos I watch on Facebook are like MLM moms selling like hair care products. Because like, I'm so like I'm so it. scared to start a Mommy Dearest Facebook page. Like I feel like it's the right move and I'm so scared to do it. No, it'll be good. Um, I wrote down that every single actor in this movie is really good at what they were hired for. I agree with that. Brendan's little like looks, like the tiny little things he does on camera are like. When you told me, Sloan, that you were paying attention to his emoting and the mummy, I was like, that's what I'm gonna do for the mummy returns. And I almost cried like four times watching him. Isn't it crazy when you like the way he like when they fall and his like Notice where his hands are on Evie. Like, it's just, there's all these little things where I'm just like, God, he's just. He is one of the best actor. He is like the best actor. He is. I love Brendan. Daniel Day-Lewis who? Like, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, why, why aren't we giving Brendan Daniel Day-Lewis status? Like, Brendan is that good. You haven't let him in roles that are that good. Like, let him be in roles like that. Are you kidding? Imagine like, Like, oh my God. Like, Bre- like Daniel Day-Lewis is, like, done. So, like, let Brenton take his place. But, no, I really believe that that would work. Me too. Like, I think this is a good rebranding for him as a dramatic, like, actor. And this is going to be his this time. Is it. This is it. 
even if he doesn't win an Oscar, he's back. He's built momentum. He's always going to be Academy Award nominee, Brendan. It's true. Oh, my God. Evelyn's hallucinations. We've ta- we talked about this on the last time we talked about this movie, but again, so they just... so funny. <sighs> the shimmer. No, it's... She gets the... Girl, like, what are you doing? It needs her smelling salt. It's like she was wearing... It's like her pants were too tight and that like her zipper rubbed against her clit. <laughs> how do you know about that (sighs) (laughs) it really is like the funniest little thing she does and like i don't even you could be the best actor in the world and i think she is one of them but like you no one can act that no one can do that you can't no you can't like she's doing the best she can she's doing the best she can like that's hard to do do you know how badly I want to know what it feels like to have a clitoris? <laughs> like having a little penis. No, but do you, no, but it can't be though because the way women react when you're like doing something is to it's just not the same. Like when you're jerking a guy off, he's all like he's Whoa. he's just yeah, he's just like laying there until like while you do it. But when you're do when you're like doing that to a clitoris, it's not the same. Do you know what I'm saying? It reminds me the way yeah. it appears is like you know when when a guy is done mm-hmm. and you keep going and it's like so sensible well, it's so sensitive when you're done yeah the yeah tip is so sensitive that you're like like jerking around like you like can't control yourself <laughs> that's what i imagine is it just always that sensitive yeah i think so but that's why it's like kind of hidden and little... is it like not like is it some is it almost like not that pleasurable because it's so sensitive yeah, in a way, it, it can be too sharp, too sharp of a sensation. Okay, that's okay. That's exactly what I imagine. It's like zing zong. Almost it's like, too zingy sometimes. Too zingy, so, sometimes, sometimes it's fine, but sometimes it's too zingy. You're just like, hey, hey. I eat chihuahua. It's just okay. It kind of feels like like if you put your finger in your belly button and poke really hard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that feeling. Sometimes. So I feel like you just did it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so don't do that. You know that our bodies and our minds are like connected <laughs> in a weird way. <laughs> it's true. Okay, I'm so sorry that I just did that. Okay. Ooh. Anyway, you guys. Um. So something I learned about this, about this time around, is that <gasps> that is a great Hanson song. This time around, yeah. That's a real song. You can't say I didn't get it on my way. Not a minute on my way this time around. <laughs> I don't know if I know that song. I know the second time around theme song from Step by Step. No, I, how did you just unlock that from like, oh my God, I think the weed has like burned a hole in my brain and like ancient memories are like flowing out. Like the Eureka's Castle thing and then Hanson. Like, I think my brain is bleeding. <laughs> Your brain's bleeding for I'm sure. I'm having a brain bleed 100%. Um, I that I think I might have known this, but I wasn't. I don't know that her that Anaxunumun's name is Mila before she turns back into Anaxunumun. I had no idea. So she's Mila in the beginning of the movie, and then when he reincarnates, like he brings her soul back, it's sure. Anaxunumun. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But anyway, Mila and Lachna are like such a good villain duo, and I feel like we don't give them enough credit. And do you think they fucked? I think that they have a uh, Joel Miller Ellie relationship. Okay, to be quite honest with you, I feel like 
I feel like they're just very hot. Yeah. Hot the people way, should be together. The way that he, the way that Lachna swings off his cloak to begin fighting is one of the most attractive things I've ever seen in my life. There's kind of nothing sexier than a man in a cloak that's and when about to ri- battle. And have you and when he puts it back on, when he like wins the battle and he's walking down that hallway and he like swoops it around and puts it back on. Yeah, cloaks are good. Holy cloaks fuck. are like cloaks and big big suits are like not like a big suit like talking heads. <laughs> like, like a Stephen Byrne. Not like a suit suit. I'm more like <laughs> 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 thinking cloaks more. and zoot suits are just <laughs> I was thinking more Mandalorian vibes, not so Okay, much. like an armor. Like, <laughs> like armor. Okay. Like a pill bug, like a sexy male pill bug. Okay. That's kind of what the Mandalorian looked like to me. A pill bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, going to yeah. keep watching it, by the way. I'm kind Are of you? In. I'm kind of like in. But you've never even watched one Star Wars movie. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I like his voice. He does have a good voice. So um, I just like listen to it and I just like... And arrest my head and close my eyes. I just fall asleep to it. Okay. okay. Um, something, <laughs> something about this movie is that I recite the lines from it and forget that it's from this movie. Like what? Like, get out of my house. <laughs> get out of my house. I love that when she swings, she like unsheathes a sword and threatens him. I need to put up more swords around my home. I have virtually no weaponry anywhere in my home. That's insane. I need to just have things like stapled under desk, guns. I and give drawers. men in, the men in my life when present, like if I have to give them a present, I always go to Home Depot and buy a weapon. <laughs> and and I'm not kidding you. Do you know how happy they are when they open it? Like when their wives <laughs> open it, they're like, oh my God. But when the ma- like when he opens it, I have two like close <laughs> men in my life. And twice I've gone to Home Depot and just bought weapons, and they're like, so excited what kind of weapons are you buying zach like, gift giving like guide big to weapons. switch like big switch knives or like machetes oh, yeah, 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 or like yeah. anything like that like any sort of like thing that you can hurt someone with or chop something down mm-hmm. it does like feel good little hatchets i have a couple of little knife knives like little like you know crank them opens my dad gave me like a switch knife to keep next to my bed in case like an intruder ever comes in and they have like a hangnail that you need to trim <laughs> No. Here we go. Here's Zach's knife drawer. I would love to see you murder someone with that. I would love to. <laughs> there's there's hair on it. I know. It was like I don't know what that was. I, I know it's how I, I ever... cut my pubes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to meet Zach and he ends up just like tying me up. And just like gutting me, gutting me like a fish, just absolutely <laughs> killing me. Could <laughs> you imagine? Murders that would be me. such a Dateline episode. That'd be so, you would be famous. I would totally be famous. You could kill me. Okay. All right. All right. You heard that here, you guys. So um, <laughs> <laughs> when uh, she gets tricked into making out with a corpse, I think that's rape. Yeah, I think that. Do you know they're... who I'm talking about? I do know. And I feel like there's a lot of like, there's a lot of times where Evelyn's half, Evelyn is, is kissing when I don't think she wants to be kissing in these films. Rick? Rick does it in the second one. When? Doesn't he have, wait. No, he might. I'm just, I'm just not remembering. No, I'm talking about when not, when 
Imhotep is like showing Anaxunumun what happened in the past, and there's and they start kissing. And when she comes back to the present, she's making out with a mummy who hasn't yes. regenerated yet. And I'm like, that's kind of rapey. And then in the first one, Evie kisses the mummy to stop the sandstorm. Oh yeah, you're right. There's just like a lot of like unwanted mummy kisses. Yeah, it's like mummy mummy issues. <laughs> we almost called this podcast Mummy Issues, didn't we? I think we did. I'm glad it's Mummy Dearest, though. Me too. Something that we talked about in the last time we talked about this movie is how relaxed they are when they go to get Izzy's rescue balloon. Like, <laughs> when the car... So, yeah. Alec, their son gets kidnapped by, by a, like, murderous, a <laughs> like, a murderous group of imaginary people. And, <laughs> and he, they literally show up, like, she Evelyn literally is in the back seat with her arm <laughs> against like the door and she's like leaning back and they pull up and she's kind of like making jokes and <laughs> belly dancer girl and it's just like <laughs> they're just cracking jokes having a little bit of it's a lazy so silly. Sunday drive Their and I know son that is they, in mortal danger like I know that Arif Bay says like they won't kill him if he has the bracelet on but like it's still scary and they're just very casual about it I mean if the movie was real, they would have just cut the kid's arm off and thrown him off the train and let him die in the middle of the desert. Like if it was like made by like like Soderbergh, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be if a it very yellow like, movie. It, oh my god! It'd yeah. Be so well, it would be yellow unless they're like the cops are involved. Then that part would be very blue. It would be very blue at their the lives police matter. station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they do roll up and they're just like making jokes about butts and just it's just very belly dancers very casual their son is in serious danger serious danger i would be going insane i would be going fucking crazy i know but the kid is really um he is really um what's that word i'm looking for the betty precocious precocious yeah like he is very precocious he does the whole like I love when he accuses Lachna of being a pedophile. I know you. I remember that from the last time you loved so, it. It's so like, like how no, you? you're gonna look at my yeah. willy. And it's like, what are you talking about? It's a little, it's a little, uh, what's Harry, what's Prince Harry's full name? Oh my God. What Prince Montebon. Oh. Montbatten. Harry Mountbatten. Harry Mountbatten. Windsor. Yeah, whatever his name is. Um, what else? <laughs> you were the one that told me you had a ton of notes. I have. I know. Let's keep going. The flashback, though, is so good. So here's the thing that I think they did really well, and it could have gone really bad, is that we get a flashback. We get that very sexy flashback of Anaxunamun and Nefertiri fighting. But then it goes into a scene that we saw in the first movie, and they do it really well. The seamless transition. It's a seamless transition to find out what was going on during that during that moment. And are we like led to believe that ne- that that's how Nefertiri dies because she's because Evelyn almost falls off the boat? Yeah, I guess she like dives off the balcony and but, so like, she that... falls and dies. Yeah, or is Evelyn just maybe she, maybe Nefertiri just like faints and then Evelyn just fainted maybe. forward? I don't really know. I don't really know, but she, it's really funny. I was thinking like in all of the cancel culture and like the of celebrities oh, having to apologize. It's like Rachel never had to apologize for playing an Egyptian queen. <laughs> no, I will say too, I was like looking for it. She doesn't have any like, 
she doesn't she's not wearing any like bronzer no she has a bit of a smoked out eye but she has she has a smoked out eye it's clearly makeup yeah like we'll give it to her it's fine but she was still pale that's what i mean like she was still pale i mean her egyptian accent is like so british her egyptian accent which is like wowie it's a direct quote i really loved i love the knife fight like to this day i'm just like very turned on by it i'm turned on by the king just watching his daughter in a bikini fight i think that's really (laughs) um it looked to me like anaxuna moon had on um like a string bikini it's like they the wardrobe in this film was very bizarre it's like was quite an afterthought to me. It's just so good. And Jonathan, just like I don't know if he changed his outfits at any point in any of these films. I couldn't. They're tell just. You. It's just always a linen suit. Okay, I like, couldn't tell you what that guy is wearing. He's such a strange character to me. Like, is he really necessary in this film at all? He's like not that much of a co- of a comedic foil. In this one. Just don't like find him to be that necessary. Is that wrong of me? He ha I think he has to kind of be like the Alex counterpart. Okay, so he's like Alex's scene partner. Yeah, because like where else would Alex be if he's not with Jonathan? That's a good point. So we need to have the uncle there. And I think he was so liked in the first one. Yeah. It just it just feels like they kind of like forgot to write stuff for him on this one. Yeah, I mean, he's the one who brings the bus. Yeah, I guess you're right. And I know that Freddy is your arch nemesis, but he's really good in this movie. He's, he's he so does good such a good job. I would job. love to tell him in person. Well, he doesn't want to hear it from you, from the likes of you. I'm going to record a video and just send it to him. Be like, even though we hate you, we just want to let you know that you did a really good job in this movie. So, fuck you. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, send him the link to this episode when it comes out. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be less inclined to come on than ever before so i think that's a great idea um let me see what notes i had i forgot to ask people if they had notes for this oh we should um, yeah oh well um oh i i wrote to this day to this day sorry <laughs> can't help myself when art of bay shows up in their house and they're like what are you doing here never mind does it matter I know. It's like the well, he rolls around the corner and she's like, What the fuck? (laughs) He's like, Don't worry about it. He's like, I've been in the closet. Don't worry about it. (laughs) He's like, Honestly, it's a long story. We don't have time for it. And then they, but they, they call back to that. And Brendan brings it up with him and he's like, "Eh, Whatever. Like, it's so weird. They bring it up a second time. I guess that like makes it like more of like a funny plot point that they're like, We don't need to know how we got here. That's like the director was like, The writers were like, We don't he's just here we don't really need to get into it and we don't it's and just... as and as like viewers we're like okay that's fine like, like fine yeah. yeah that makes sense they're we literally in the middle him, of, so i don't in, care in the middle of nowhere but there are just so many other ways they could have like made it more like made it make sense that he would be there like well do you Brennan know why could... he's there do you act he there is a reason why he's, he's like there. following them following the bad people oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah but yeah. like he's I at the he's at the so he hears the three henchmen come back to where they're digging for Imhotep. And they he's say overhearing. That, they say that Rick and Evelyn have the bracelet and Ardeth overhears it. So he goes to England. Okay. Just in the nick of time. 
just in the nick of time. They all had they all took the same flight and then they were just like waiting at baggage claim, like I'm gonna get there first. No, I'm gonna get there first. <laughs> it's like home alone. <laughs> oh my um, god, that's goofy. The scene when they're all walking through the jungle. Yes. Is so good. You just love a jungle scene though. When but it sets like such an eerie, balmy, like tropical, like pre-tropical storm vibe. What do you know of tropical storms? I mean, we do get them up here. Did you? Yeah, but you're not in like you're not in a tropical, warm, balmy. No, but I just I love like a balmy summer night when like a storm is rolling in Mm. and Mm. it's so cozy and like the wind is like warm and the trees are moving and there's the moon is still lighting because the clouds haven't rolled in. It's just like this beautiful energy and they do a really good job of this in that scene. Oh, I can't wait for a summertime storm now. I know. I love it so much. I'm in like the worst part of winter where it's like, like fake spring. And then it's like, you don't even know what it's like. To be in the I, worst part of winter. Oh, no, no, I know. But for me, Zach, for me. Your flowers are already blooming in where you are. No, I know. But they're all going to freeze off because we're going to get another frost. It's so <laughs> weird here. The weather is so... it It'll be 80 degrees. Then the next day, it's like 25 degrees. It's so fucking crazy. That is crazy. Like, literally. Although, like, it's like, like... Whoa. I'm like, to be honest, though, it was 70. The It was 71 degrees here the other day. And then today, it was 35. And it's just, like, so... Something is happening, you guys. The The poles are shifting, and they're just not telling us. I mean, between... They like, wouldn't tell us. Like, no. the thing is, is, like, they wouldn't tell us when all this was happening, because we can't be trusted. Also, this scene is, like, kind of scary. The little pygmy zombies no i don't like those little those little freaks i would pick <laughs> on <laughs> i'll kick those little freaks right in their head it's so scary. <laughs> they remind me what's that tweet it's like one of my favorite tweets it's like if i if my friends and i had seen et we could have we would have beat him to death with hammers i can tell you that much <laughs> like... <laughs> is they're That's, so scary they're and like Although, like, Evelyn picking people off to save her man is, like, one of the hottest things in the movie ever. Oh, my God. Evelyn, the way Evelyn rides for her man, like, that kind of love, please. Like, when he's running so fast through the jungle and she's just picking people off with that rifle. It's so hot. It's and when he's so hot. And the, the scooping up of the kid and running with the kid, like, oh, the hot dad energy is so real. It's so it's rustic. so good. And uh, then we get a the Ardeth Bay, Lachna, like, final battle. Mm, delicious. The muscle that they showcase it's like you can't see their muscles but like the strength of the sword wielding is just like it's so sexy oh i God. i love lochna's little outfit i want to get lockjaw and lochna like that little red silky shamus and like, like a little it's like a little yeah, pillbox hat <laughs> a little pillbox turban little pan am like <laughs> stewardess outfit but in red so sexy he just looks it like is. he just looks like he looks like Magic Mike, like of a Magic Mike. He was only Mike. thirty-four. He's yummy, scrumptious. Do you? Th- I just want to know who hooked up with who in that movie. I've got to get someone from that movie on this podcast. We've got to be able to like look through. Let's find like a key grip or something. That's what I'm saying. Well, I even tried to find the stunt doubles. Shocking, shocking to this day. Always shocking. 
never feels right. The CGI of the Scorpion King is... I wrote down, I go, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because we had Jurassic Park in like 93. <laughs> and like... It didn't the, have to be this way. The You can watch Jurassic Park to this day and those dinosaurs still look real. To this day! To this day. <laughs> and you're telling me that in 2001 you couldn't just... Maybe some of the animators, like, this happened, This were they working on this during 9-11? Well, it would have, it came out It was a before 9-11. So maybe the animators knew what was to come, and they You're were You're saying distracted. The Mummy Returns is responsible for 9-11. I'm not not anarchy, saying Anarchy, it. anarchy, anarchy. <laughs> That's a dad hat for you. <laughs> actually you're right i'm gonna that is one i'm gonna wear that to my kids five-year-old soccer games (laughs) you guys are releasing a dad hat line a mommy dearest dad hat line i had to go to one of rex's soccer practices he was sick so he couldn't go but i had to like go drop off some balls and i was like running errands like while i was doing this and i just like threw on one of my hats and that's just like hanging in my closet and ran out the door and when I got to the field, the coach goes, nice hat. And I was like, thanks. And then I realized I was wearing my MILF hat. That it just says MILF, but in like the field of font. I kind of just, I just have a lot of stuff that has violent or inappropriate images on them. Oh my God. Speaking of violent and inappropriate images, you guys will remember how I was devastated that my hairdresser didn't post my photo. Mm-hmm. Well... <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wrong again. She posted my photo. What do you mean? What do you mean? She posted a photo of me and my haircut. And um, most of her pictures usually get like 2,000 likes and above. And I'm at a solid um, 200 as of it being up for seven hours. I kind of would have rather not been posted. Was that? Could you tell a different? Can, what's her? Hold on. Tell me right now what her handle is. I am too embarrassed. I'm sorry, you guys. I just had to take a little break to bully make sure me. Sloan, yeah, we Sloan needed to. Sloan had, needed to hear he, some hard truths. <laughs> Zach had to have a front prevention with me and my hair, and so, for that, I say thank you, Zach. We're back. She looks great. We're lucky that it didn't. That we didn't. <laughs> we're lucky. Out. It could have been. It could have been really bad, you guys, and we need to count our blessings here. So my my girl showed restraint. We're back. Okay, I think we're figuring out what's been going on, what's been wrong, and I think I'm I'm learning how to love myself more. To I'm gonna allow myself to be. Sloan deserves more. Sloan deserves yeah. more than what she has been giving herself. I at, need at a rockabilly. I... <laughs> <laughs> going to a rockabilly chop shop for my hair, you guys. You have to know the truth, and I'm <laughs> I'm gonna stop. There's like red flooring and like chain link fence in there. Oh my god! There's like barbed wire tattoo like tattoo hearts. Okay. Anyway, so <clears throat> although I think those are kind of sick, actually. Do you have any other notes? Because a big note I have is like we've talked about this a million times. Just how sad it is that Anaxunamu just oh. fucking ups and leaves Imhotep, and it always breaks my heart. Breaks my heart too. I feel it, so it never bad. Doesn't. It never doesn't break my heart. When he sees Evelyn run through that room of falling objects to save her man, and he looks at them, and then he looks back, and he's like, Anaxonamun! And she's like, Nay! 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 
It's like so fucking sad. It's like, girl, you just like did so much work. Like you're so not gonna much. go. You're not gonna run ten feet. Like, are you kidding me? Do a little back handspring, flippy action. Like, what are you talking about? Go get your man. Like we'll just read. We'll... How though? Like, at least Evelyn can like pull up on like the shoulder holster, the like, gun holster. Is like with what? his hairless pit. He's so he's so slippery. He's so slippery, he's so <laughs> slick. She'd be like, he's not, he's not, he's not. And he just like squirt out of her hands. He's so slippery. He's like one of those tubes that's filled he, with like water and sparkles. You know what I mean? Don't, don't talk to a millennial, a millennial boy about those tubes. Did you put your dick in those tubes? I know. Okay, I always wanted to. I never owned one, to be honest with you. But a dick, a dick. I never. My mom was very strict about what we could buy at gift shops. She would let us buy like whatever we want, like. Not whatever we wanted, but like if we wanted something expensive, she wasn't like no, but she was like, You're not getting the gross. shit. Yeah. You're just not getting shit. That's fair. Paul's like that with Rex, and I'm like, oh, you want more plastic crap shit? Load it up. <laughs> right. My mom would be like, Do you want a, a matted framed painting that like of uh, whatever? Fine. But she wasn't like, she was like, You're not getting a bag of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> i got lots of bags of rocks no i know i mean i did too i just showed you one like the other day but God, there's nothing better just like plunge your hands in i know she would let us but we when <sighs> when we would go to the disney store she would always let me get and i like loved them like those little plastic or rubber i'm not really sure what it's made of like little mickey statues like little plastic mickey or mini toys like uh-huh. i don't remember you know those tra- they were were they like bins a- did they taste kind of sweet and chewy? Yes. Did they have like kind of like skinny legs? No. But a thick, they were like little. I can probably shoe? find one. A thick, thick shoe. shoe. Yeah. Chewy. You put them in the back. Or hard, but. But hard with enough give but, that you could with really the, with some give. Yeah, you, you could, could probably bite an ear off. But yeah, okay. But it would take. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, there were just bins of them at the Disney store. You know what? If I was blindfolded and you gave me like a Polly Pocket, uh, a Barbie <laughs> shoe, that Disney toy, and blindfolded yeah. me and fed them to me, I could identify the object just by chew. I, I, I think I have we should autism. do that. I think when we are full time podcasters and have like the freedom to like fly hither and thither, like just to hang out, Taste we test? should do like YouTube content or like like things like that. <laughs> like blindfold me you're like this is not the time i got you like a fish sloan exactly this is the time i feed you barbie shoes yeah exactly we'll do it right in front of rex so he's like okay that's okay we can put barbie shoes in our mouths (laughs) rex was never a putting things in his mouth kid i don't think rex ever had like a childhood i was gonna say like i can't imagine like were you a were you an anxious mom where you were like baby proofing everything no, I like encouraged him to just be little and make messes. Take and do. sips of Windex and stuff. Like, yeah, no, he was like, he could kind of do it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't give him Windex, but like, I, I had locks on those things. Um, right. But like, he just never liked kid stuff. He never liked Disney. He doesn't give a shit about any of that stuff. Does that really make you sad? It makes me so sad. It's like really weird to me. So that he, he never had like upset. That's so weird. Like, so he never had like obsessions where like you had to buy him like a ton of like Moana toys or it's like. 
No, he was obsessed with uh, train horns and I had to buy him like a lot of like little plastic stop signs and things like that that he would play with. My friend like has to buy like so much merch depending on what movie their her kids are like into. Like, no. Like she hates when they are get into something that's like 10 years old because now there's no more merch. And she has to like she has to like source it off of like weird Chinese websites. <laughs> the only things that Rex has ever asked me to buy are the Slenderman doll toy he has, uh, the Huggy Wuggy stuffed animal toy he has, and uh he just asked me for a book on World War II. So I don't know what to do. Tonight he um he begged me to put batteries back in his electric guitar, so I finally remembered to get them. And I'll send you the song that he I recorded some of it. The song he wrote tonight, uh, it was titled "The God of Hell." So I oh just think that he has um <laughs> a darkness of spirit, mm. and he's never been a child. <laughs> Which like I <laughs> he sounds like a Gemini. I know that I'm like a dark kooky person, but like. I have no you had a childhood I like, had a childhood and like also tried to like I've shown Rex Disney like we've we've tried he literally made us walk out of Lyle Lyle Crocodile like he my made godchildren are obsessed with Lyle Lyle Crocodile right now Zach when we see it on Netflix Rex starts screaming and he goes no not Lyle it's like too happy it was like too happy and too fun and he literally he stood up he goes I am not going to sit here and watch this and i had to leave my mom stayed behind to finish lyle lyle crocodile and i had to leave with rex he was like i i'm not doing this shit literally (laughs) he's he's hates laughter not even superheroes no he'll watch superheroes he loved the mummy he just likes horror stuff like they have some disney horror stuff the show called like just beyond and like he'll watch that, but he you put on a Disney movie, he's like, go fuck yourself. It's horrible. Um, like I never got a chance to watch like Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast with my fucking kids. Yeah, I feel like the I feel like the fun part of parent, like the one fun part is like <laughs> that you get to relive your own childhood. No, but the good he thing was is like, fuck that. He was like, fuck that, but he's like, I really like The Mummy, and I really want to well, watch Twister. God. Yeah, like, I bet he he'll be, that that's the thing, I feel like he'll be really into the other movie, like, the oh, other yeah, side yeah. of childhood. Yeah, he's gonna be, he just wants to be, like, eight years old. Eleven. Like, yeah, yeah like, he right. wants, exactly, he wants to be, like, eight to eleven, Yeah, and just be, like, a bigger, a bigger boy, but still a kid. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad. I'm like, Rexy, you're, I always tell them, like, you're only a kid for a little bit of time. I'm like, know, be silly and have it. fun. Just like have fun and do stupid stuff all the time. I still say that to Please. the 19 year olds that work for me and they just like, don't get it. They're just like, I, I need an apartment and I need a car and I need, and I'm like, just calm, please calm down. Like, like you're never going to have, have that. So just have fun anyway. Please just have fun. Have you're like we like millennials can barely afford anything so your generation is just not gonna have anything no so just you might as well just have fun just have fun baby anyway, anyway. So that's the mummy <laughs> so thank you guys so much from the bottom of my testicles to the for top of your dad hat sticking with us through two years of weird tangents and love and laughter and weird serious episodes that we didn't mean and guests 
Thank you to our guests. <laughs> guests, past, present, and future. Um, This podcast is so fun for me. It's fun for me, too. I wouldn't it's do so this exciting. if I didn't love it. And I love all of you guys that listen because it's just you all make me laugh so much your comments i've literally never done anything for this long no me neither it's so much fun i feel like we have like a good community of like weirdos i wish we could like all hang out all of us together somehow i don't know i don't know how to make that happen we would do like a meet and greet but it would be free because we just want to meet and greet you yeah i like get to pay for meet and greets at like shows it's so weird well someone's got to pay for the venue Okay, that's fair. <laughs> All right, so you guys will be paying, but it'll be because... like five to ten dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we'll have like a. There'll be food. Voucher. We'll have like food. We'll have snacks. Well, I'll probably have eaten it all, but it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, all thank right. you guys. So may, we might sound like sarcastic and unmeaning, no, we but really we like mean it. really mean it. We like literally love you. We love this, and we will do anything for you as long as you just keep listening. And if you're here for the first time, you can find us at Mummy um, Dares Podcast on Instagram. You can find me at I Am Sloan Steel. You can find me at Oh My Erotica. Find me on TikTok. Find me on Twitter. I'm probably listed in the yellow pages too. Zach, where can they find you? You can find me at Zach Millen on Instagram, and there's a link in my bio that has 78 other places you can find me. So we love you. Continue to listen. Continue to share. Bye. I just got a ticket master announcement for Dave Matthews tickets. Thanks for listening to the Mummy Dearest podcast. See you next time. And remember, don't read from the Book of the Dead. out of my house.